expendable stuff in because I'm like. The mic is muted. People deluded, I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time. Good morning to those of you over here in the UK. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night. Hope everyone's in good spirits. Hope everyone's having a week to remember. Hope everyone, you know, has got their, their you know, their health in all way, in all ways, shapes and forms, and I extend that to your loved ones. Please make sure you're hitting the like button. As you've seen with the two comments I've put up there, it seems like every live stream, before I've started, there's at least two dislikes. Now, is someone, is there a bot doing me dirty? Is there people that genuinely dislike? I don't know, people. Let's just blitz them. Let's just make sure we're hitting the like button. It's a jam-packed day of content where I'm concerned, people, because obviously we're here for as long as we are today at 11.30 after this, I'm going to be over on Twitch um, at, at 3 p.m. with Budge. We'll speak about Arsenal. Then, obviously, 5.20, I'm going to go live because I'm going to watch Atalanta versus Young Boys. If you've got nothing to do, please make sure you join me. Make sure you're following and subscribing via Twitch as well, especially if you've got Amazon Prime. And then after that, people, we come back to YouTube for the final live stream of the day. You lot voted. I gave you lot the, 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 the chance to vote. You voted for Chelsea Juventus. I thought Man United Villarreal was going to take it. It didn't. So that's what we'll be doing a watch along for. So yeah, four, three, four bits of content, people. And again, you know, you don't need to migrate to Twitch, people. You know, again, I've got two point two point four k followers. So one love to you that are that are here that are there already. And obviously, the beautiful thing about Twitch, people, you lot can actually get an effing schedule. Sorry, so you can see the content to come, people. Now, obviously, Tuesday was yesterday, and you can set your reminders today. I'm going to be reacting, speaking about Aaron Ramsdale. We'll talk about Xhaka with Budge as well and, and just Arsenal opinions. Then obviously later, as I said, it's Atalanta business. Thursday, I'm going to review the Champions League action that we've seen. And obviously, I'm going to have coach Gerald Lamy as well. Friday, who have I got? Tom from the Guna Talk. That's at 10 a.m. UK time. And then after that, I've got Harry from the Chronicles of Aguna as well. So again, there's a it's a jam-packed day. Saturday, you've got Man United versus Everton watch along. And then obviously on YouTube, we'll be doing a watch along for Brighton and Arsenal. And obviously today, people, there's two Champions League games. One love to everyone that's hit the like button so far. You lot voted for Juventus versus Chelsea. So that's what you lot are going to get, people. So yeah, enough of plugging my own stuff, but you get the point. Make sure you're su supporting the thing. It doesn't cost anything and obviously one love to everyone that was here yesterday you know we done the champions league um watch along we obviously done we obviously i had bav, bav here yesterday or the day before that we did football manager and so yeah man if you don't want to miss any dg bits and pieces you know what you need to do i've dropped the link so also everything's pinned to the pinned message in this in this in this in this live as well people so yeah enough of the plugging my stuff what else are you lot saying i hope you're all doing well and safe man <laughs> big up dg the chocolate beauty that rhymes come on appreciative of that man i appreciate that come on man i hope you're all doing well and safe shout out beanie shout out am i love the members moderators long-term subscribers and whatnot and whatnot have i taken in the new stack old mixtape who's that most stack and if it is no nah, i can't lie it's not my cup of tea still man bleeds my ears i can't lie man lie 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 and all that nonsense i don't know how people people are free to dislike and like but you know i don't know how people have hit the dislike button already else man it's haters in it but we keep going man like one of you said if you ain't got haters you ain't popping man 
So, yeah, I hope you're well and safe. Obviously, primarily, we'll talk about whatever tabs I have open to speak about with Arsenal. It's come out, you know, in the last few moments. Well, it's not come out because we knew Xhaka was going to be out for a long period of time. It's now come out that he will face the prospect of being out for 50, um, for three months. Um, Leno's been linked with Inter Milan once again. Lokonga's had a little bits and pieces. I didn't get to... I haven't read the post Arteta comments as well, so I want to kind of take them in with you guys as well. So, it is what it is, man. I don't know where you lot would want to start. So, I'm actually just going to start with Granite Xhaka. Um, I actually need to do my timestamps as well, people. So, it is what it is. In fact, just before that, we've got a question from Don, man. What have you said? Big up, DG. How do you feel about us playing 3-5-2, Saka and Tini on the wings with Aubameyang plus Lacazette slash, I think you mean Pepe Martinelli up top. Uh, what, do you mean shoehorning Saka as a right wing back? I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm for it, but... I don't mind it, but I I, I personally want to see four two three one four three three things of that of that ilk. And it for me, if we're gonna play three at the back, then someone's just got to miss out, man. You know, it's it's gonna be difficult to fit in Odegaard, Smith Rowe, Abamian, Pepe, Saka, all of these guys. Someone has just got to miss out, people. Big up DG, like buttons, hit likes, patterned, appreciate that, my guy, man. You know, can always count on a couple of you to just do the thing and help the guy. Appreciative of that, my bro. So, yeah, man, Xhaka is out for three months and Thierry Henry has warned Stan Kroenke about a potential takeover. In fact, I think that's where we'll start, man. Let's get that Let's get that one there out the way, first and foremost, Thierry Henry. Now, obviously, we all know we're not going to get this dealt with overnight. We're not going to see Stan Kroenke go again. I don't know how you lot feel. Obviously, the sentiment around Arsenal after winning these three games is significantly better. But we've been we've done this under under Kroenke a lot of times. We've won, we've gone on runs. We went on a run under Emery. We've been on runs under Wenger. We've been on runs under Arteta. We've won big games before. We've beaten Spurs before. We've beaten United. We've beaten Chelsea and whatnot. It's just how long are we going to shut up about this until? you know, that negative form hits because it's not going to be plain sailing. I would love to win every game from now until the end of the season. It's not going to happen. And I know right now, obviously, the pressure's... I want to say the pressure's gone off Arteta, but the pressure's gone off Arteta and maybe to a degree Kroenke. I still think he's got a goal. Now, again, I don't want to go over the same things, but we'll never know Daniel X legit reasons for being at the Emirates. Maybe he just wanted to see a game of football with his pal Thierry Henry. Maybe there's some ulterior motives. And, you know, considering Josh Kroenke was there, Daniel X and Thierry were there, and Thierry Henry continued the crusade in the in his Monday in his Monday night football um comments. I don't know what's going on in that regards, but all I know is the Kroenke doesn't Kroenke doesn't want to sell. Daniel Ek, again, he's going to have to make an offer that Kronke can't refuse. And it's going to probably, even for a billionaire, cut into your pockets quite deep. So it's going to take a while, isn't it? Something's really going to have to happen for them to leave. But for what it's worth, Thierry Henry has spoken on it. And I actually haven't read all of his comments. So I hope the headline actually matches up to what he said. But Thierry Henry, um, Thierry Henry reiterates, Spotify owner Daniel Ek is here to stay as potential new owner. Scrolling all the way down, folks. Thierry Henry has underlined to Sky Sports that Daniel Ek remains fully committed to buying Arsenal, but that the Kroenke family are yet to respond to their offer. So they're still yet to respond to their offer, folks. So they still haven't turned it down or accepted it. So what's going on there? Now, again, there's... I don't want to go over the same things, but we've been here before. One minute, the bid's been rejected, then it hasn't. Stan and Josh are saying that it has, so we'll never actually know because we're not in the room. But... It is what it is, people. We all saw he was in the stands. We all know he made a £1.8 billion um, pound bid to obviously obtain Arsenal Football Club. And the offer allegedly remains on the table. But P 
Beyond that, nothing else has been done. Apparently, the Spotify owner is confident Cronkay will listen to the offer, which he considers to be a compelling one, and has the backing of Thierry Henry and fellow Arsenal legends Patrick Vieira and Dennis Bergkamp. Thierry Henry, who won four major trophies, including two Premier League titles at the club, revealed there is no dialogue at the moment, but is adamant that an agreement can be reached regardless of Cronkay's stance that the club is not for sale. So that tells you that, you know, Henry and Daniel Ek want to hang around like a bad smell. They're not going anywhere and they're here for the long run. Now, Thierry Henry's probably said we're here for the long run. I'm going to do the assistant job for Belgium. Um, I think Burkamp's picked up a new scouting, a new coaching job and obviously Vieira's at Palace. So if this was to happen tomorrow... Where does it leave us, people? Because I don't think Patrick... Obviously, it's the law of Arsenal, but I don't think Patrick Vieira is going to quit his managerial job to come straight away. Thierry Henry, obviously, he's, he's a bit different. He's got media obligations and he does his thing with Belgium. But I don't know what he's going to do there. I don't know what, what Bergkamp's going to do. So, again, if, if the bid was to be accepted tomorrow, what does it make of this consortium of former players that was allegedly meant to help the team? And again, if he's yet to respond, sometimes an offer isn't an offer. Sometimes, without sounding smug, I don't get many offers on YouTube. But every now and again, I check my emails and I get offers to do things and promote things. And 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 it's just bullshit offers, isn't it? It's not credible. I don't reply to it. And I'm sure some of you do the same, you know. Or some of you have had CVs that haven't been replied to, whether you've handed them in or something. So that sometimes that is a reply. I think if they wanted to accept it, they would. But again, there's a lot of factors to consider. I think, you know, it wouldn't help Arteta if there's, you know, constant speculation over over the future of this club. But I do, I mean, it's, I don't know Daniel Ek from nowhere, but I do think he's an ambitious guy. I do think we have more of a chance under him or to a degree anyone than under Josh and Stan Kroenke. It's better the devil we don't know than the devil we do know for me because we're at best what we're going to get. Yeah, there's good building blocks, you know, with money well spent really. It's looking like with Ramsdale, Ben White, Tommy Asu, all of these guys. But like you've seen with Klopp at, at Liverpool, with FFG and probably not doing it now, but in a positive sense, they was like you saw with Pochettino and Spurs when they were really doing stuff. Even if our manager overperforms with his team, we're going to get to a, a point where the manager, the manager, the players, the fans, we're going to look at the club and say, cool, where's, can we get these one or two players that can take us to the next level? Stan Kroenke doesn't strike me as someone that wants to win the Premier League, that wants to qualify for the Champions League, that wants to be mentioned among Europe's elite. Arsenal are nowhere along along the lines of getting anywhere overnight for any of them things, but that should be the ambition. I don't get that vibe from Stan Kroenke, so pardon my language, he needs to F off out the club. It's as simple as that, you know. Do I blame the Kroenkes for everything that's gone wrong at Arsenal? Of course not, you know. Even when they, even even when it's not actually their fault, but at the same time, when you're the owner of a company or you're the CEO, regardless, everything comes back to you, you know. You can't take chances. And we already know what's poor with Arsenal. And again, right now, it's rosy. There's not really talk of this guy out, that guy out, the third. But when Arsenal go through that little two, three game spell, it's an issue. And Arsenal fans, we only really, really want to waffle on about it when we're doing bad. It's only when we're negative that people want to do in-depth analysis of what's going on on the pitch, what's going on in the club. You got... It's two different fan bases, but based on the first three games to now, you know, we're very, we're, you know, we're very pleased very early. And I'm, I'm just saying, keep balancing it. We've got nine points. You know, we do see the building blocks. The manager seems to be showing stuff. But when it, you know, only when times get tough, do we really see what's going on? And I think we've been down this road. We already know what the Cronkays are and we know they don't care. So, again, if it's up to me, the club gets sold tomorrow, really and truly. Not just to them. I don't care if it's Qatari money, Swedish money. African billionaire money if Dangote wants to get involved, even though I think of the people that have been linked with our club, he's the biggest capper. I don't know, people. 
So, yeah, going on, he said, to be able to get there, you need to have someone um, to respond on the other side. It hasn't happened yet, but we are, but we and he is here to stay. I mean, you look, probably could have just walked over to Josh Kronke um, at the weekend and said, what's going on? So let's see what's going to happen here. But for the, for, for the moment, we enjoyed the win yesterday. There's no dialogue at the moment. I feel it's going to be a long process. I said this the last time I was on the show in May. How long it's going to be, I don't actually know. And that's some fact file on him. He started his first business website making at 13 years of age. Net worth of 3.2 billion. And most crucially, a uh, lifelong Arsenal fan. Hopefully, you that would mean you'd want Arsenal to return to the elite people. As it says here, but he's here to stay. So again, it's going to be a long, dragged out process. The one thing I would say, Daniel Ek has time on his side in comparison to, to the Cron case. But saying that, you've got Josh. It seems like for me, Arsenal's just going to be passed down and be a family heirloom. So I'm quite... um. I'm quite apprehensive in relation to that, man. So we'll have to see. This is obviously his comments from May. I'm not going to go over them once again, but um, it is what it is. What are you lot saying in relation to that? That's our first topic of, of the day, people. You know, Omri said, my man is here to stay. So it is what it is in that regard. Sorry, folks. Yeah, that's that, man. Bit of an overkill. But again, hopefully he's here to stay. Hopefully he hangs around like a bad smell. We're at 75 likes. Can we get to 100, folks? Big up yourself, Johnny. It's actually a fantastic chess move by Ek. And yeah, he's hanging around like a bad smell, really. He's letting man know, yo, even when you win, I'm still about. Personally, I think he should have made... Not that I can tell him anything, but I would have. he should have let his presence become more felt as well when we lost our first three games. Like, again, I'm not asking him to go to every game, but just say he was at Brentford. Just say he was at City away. Just say he was at Chelsea at home. The camera pans to it, you know? You know what's going to happen when we lose again, man. It doesn't look like he has peas. I'm not really on it. I mean, how can me and you say he ain't got peas? He's a billionaire. But I see what you mean in that. The thing that scares me with Daniel Ek is consortium you know it's a consortium business and again for me if he's gonna buy arsenal he has to buy it for more than it's worth more than what arsenal's valued at and as a businessman at these man's levels everything has a price i know he's an arsenal fan but sometimes the numbers don't make sense so how far is he prepared to go and how far is his consortium because as i said before he might want to go all the way but his other men that he's connecting his money with they might say now nah, f that let's go get a next club and i don't know if they're really footballing men are them are these you know, because it's not on and that their man's money ain't with these. So are these lot footballing men as well? Because you, you get it. So my big thing is because the money doesn't seem like it's long enough, like he can just buy it outright, like the like the um, Qataris and whatnot. Are we getting into bed with other people? As I said, it's better the devil we don't know. But once again, we don't know. And I'm not calling man a devil, but we don't know who his teammates are in relation to this consortium. And then Obviously, say he's on returning to Arsenal, returning Arsenal to where we want to be, but his other guys aren't. So it scares me when he has to get other man involved in this thing. So I mean, I'm on it in it, regardless. I'm pr I'm prepared to cross that bridge when we get it. It's got to be better than Cronkay. You know, one thing I do like about Cronkay, if I can say, they do preach about stability and things like that. Generally, these things sound good. Obviously, I'm not condoning what's going on with Arsenal, man. It is what it is. Man's talking about Bill Gates. He don't want to buy Arsenal. Tech guy's got the peas. I mean, we know obviously a billionaire is not going to spend his whole net worth. He can leverage it, but it's it, again the consortium. How far the consortium prepared to go? Because maybe the consortium just want to invest in a football club. They don't necessarily care if it's Arsenal or elsewhere. Similar to when Abramovich came to London, he actually wanted to buy Spurs. Sadly, he looked at Tottenham, the area, and much like the club and the stadium, and he looked realized it's a shithole. Let me go be a bit fancy, go uptown and do up Chelsea. 
they might be on that. They might say, you know, Arsenal, London, you know, we can obviously tie in some other business and commercial opportunities, sleeping giant, longevity in terms of the manager allegedly and the players, we try to buy it. But then if Kronke says no, they might say, all right, you know what? Let's try Spurs, for example. Let's try this club. Let's try that club. Let's go here. Let's go abroad. Let's try a different sport. I don't know how much... Because all I hear is your Arsenal fan. We hear consortium and whatnot. We don't see who he's about. Like, we don't know. Joe Bloggs, also a massive Arsenal fan. Friend of Kronke. I mean, friend of Daniel Ek and prepared to put his peas in. We don't know these other guys. Hey, man, since I've come out of the shower, my nose is so itchy. I'm even like a bizhead, bro. People probably think I'm on sign. But, um... Yeah, man, you get the point. So that's the only thing, man. I want to see Ekin and Arsenal shirt at the game. Just want to see him buy the club, but he can wear what he wants, just buy the club. How rich is Ek, Daniel Ek, though? Is he comparable to Kronke? I mean, obviously, Kronke has got the Walmart dynasty. He's got mad clubs, so Kronke is richer than him. But, you know, billionaire is a billionaire, man. It is what it is. It might have something to do with the Cronkies getting sued by the NFL for billions, possibly. Hopefully, and I hope that's that means it's a waiting game and they have to leave. But I do think there's a lot of other things and stuff that will leverage way before they consider clipping Arsenal or getting rid. I mean, in an ideal world, of course, it would be lit, man. Morning to you too, Ryan, man. All right, people, big up DG from Dawson. Eddie kills me. All right, we know them two dislikers are neeks. We're not even paying them no mind, man. Let's just let's make sure we're hitting the like button, man. I would do a lot of shameful things to go to a game with Henri. Robin, sounding a bit spooky, but fair play. We need funds. Tell him again. It's a tough one, DG. As much as I want Cronky out, I don't want him to be replaced by someone who take money out of the club rather than investing more. And we don't know. I mean, I hear you. But I don't think Daniel can be worse than him. But we'll never truly know what anybody's on because to be a bit cynical with Daniel Ek, he's a businessman, you know. Tell the man anything he wants to hear. You know, he's been very smart. Like you said, we've won North London Derby. We're asking ourselves, why can't we do this on a more consistent basis? And all those sort of things. You know, we're crying about ambition. You see him next to the club legend. You see Henri talking. He speaks about being an Arsenal fan, about how, he, you know, a lot of emotive language and emotional language. Businessmen are smart, you know. You know, and he knows that we'll see him as an angel and Kronke as a, as, 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 a, as a devil, really. Like, we won't... Unless Kronke brings in Lionel Messi, which he moved already, you know, there's nothing Kronke can do to shift the goalposts and change opinion. Daniel Ek is seen as a messiah, so maybe he's leveraging on that. And I hear you, it is tough. I don't just want Kronke out for the sake of it, but at the same time, every someone's got to be better than... Anyone's got to be better than what we're seeing, man. So it is what it is. It's rumoured that SK is worth 9 billion and Ek is worth 3 billion. Fair play. Other than the, the, the consortium are anonymous and that's scary. And that's it. It's just for me. I don't know your consortium. That's just it for me. At least Kronke, not to, I don't, I don't like what he's doing, but it's him in it. It's him. That's what we deal with. It's not Daniel Ek, some random guys from all different continents of the world and whatnot, man. It's crazy, man. Words man said. Depends where you go. Tottenham and Edmonton are changing up. I paid a mortgage for a sandwich at some gentrified cafe on 4th Street the other day. Ra, what cafe did you go? There's like two cafes on 4th Street and they're both shit. Like someone needs to come buy something. You talking about the one near Silver Street Station or you talking about the... um? Are you talking about the one near... Uh, I would say opposite Lloyd's, but Lloyd's ain't there. The one nearest to the, po the, the post office. I don't like 4th Street slander, but food and 4th Street, tired, man. Tired, tired, tired. This would be a good move for him. Our, ma our major sponsor is expiring this year. Ek could capitalise on it if he were to actually get Arsenal. 
Thank God he didn't try to buy Spurs. Imagine they had two UCLs. <laughs> True, man. X on this propaganda thing. Just put the peas up. To be fair, it's not that simple, but I hear you, though, man. I hear you. Why is it that a player is injured? You have to resort to a Jan signing, just, just asking. I mean, if you're talking about Granite, which we'll get onto, on the best of days, I've always maintained our midfield is quite light. Our midfield going into the season was quite light. Our midfield, even with Xhaka, was quite light. Um, you know, you've got Xhaka, you've got probably Elneny going off to AFCON, you know. Suddenly, if you if you consider that Elneny is going AFCON, Xhaka isn't fit, Partey's going AFCON in January, what, that's Lokonga. Maitland-Niles. Oh, you could force Odegaard to play the eight like he did against Burnley. You know, Miguel Ziz has gone out on loan. You've got a young, inexperienced Charlie Paterno who, you know, you've got to take time with it. So without a doubt, personally, I think it's clear that you need to, I, you needed to buy a midfielder in, in the summer. I wanted a midfielder in the summer, regardless of what was going on with Xhaka. You need a midfielder now. So fair enough. If you don't believe we need one, I think Stevie Wonder could see we need one still. So it is where it is in that regard. Just before we crack on with Xhaka, what else are you lot saying, man? Best chance of getting Chef to walk in through Islet and then Tottenham. Lie, lie all of that, man, P-Mav. Come on, man. It's not that deep. And I think it's quite even for what it's worth. Don't let Islington fool you. Don't let Gillespie Road and all them Emirates sides fool you. And it's your time to go. It's your time to go, man. Morning, DG from Haverhill in, Haver, Haver in Cambridgeshire. That sounds like one nice place. I bet it's bare open fields, people walking dogs, probably bundled out in, 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 in peace and no one's going to be on to you. Hey, man, shout me. I need to come up them sides there, man. Yeah, that Paige and Ben blends opposite Costa. That's what I'm talking about. That's tired, man. It's tired, it's tired, it's tired, it's tired, it's tired. Imagine Ek wearing an Arsenal shirt as well. Mad media hype. Trust me, bro. Grown men would be throwing their knickers at him like you probably see in this group chat, man. So it's crazy, man. Until signatures are exchanged, I'm not buying into all this chattings. What are you saying? You can't put your heart on the line. It's been here already. I hear you. I hear you. Do you know what it is? I've been here already. I can't lie. With Daniel Ek, I'm kind of cool. It is what it is, isn't it? If he's going to do this thing, he's going to do this thing. I can't lie. When I saw the Qatar tweets and they were interested in all these things, I can't lie, people. I lost composure. I was fully on it, man. I wanted to see the money, man. I wanted to see the money. I wanted the Qatari money. I wanted the Qatari. I wanted to be backed by a state. I wanted it. I know as an Arsenal fan, FFP, oil money, we weren't on it. But I was fully down for it, man. I was fully ready for it, man. I fully was down for it. Uh, you know, I was ready to do... The Man City thing. Remember when Man City used to just buy bare duds at a time, man? They were buying hella crap guys and they used to flop. But they they had to take a while to get to where they are. I was fully on starting that mission. I can't lie. And I still am. So, as I said, Qatari money, African money, Romanian money, Russian money. You know, anywhere in this world where there's billionaires that want to invest in a football club, whatever country, please come and buy this club. Because, again... I mean, it might, It would be nice to have feelings like beating Spurs at North. Well, to be fair, you don't need a new owner for that. We've done it twice in a row. But it'd be nice to be winning these big games and be mentioned among things. And we can only do it with an owner that's serious. And a serious owner, as you lot know, he puts pressure on, you know, we might have seen an even better improvement from Arteta sooner than these three games, assuming it, it, it carries on. We might have seen Edu pull his finger out a bit better. We might not have seen William and Cedric, not to put them out here, but mismanagement. We might have seen more proactiveness because... 
yeah, Xhaka staying now and he played great against Spurs. But one minute he's going, one minute he's staying. Bellerin, one minute he's staying, one minute he's going. And the same thing. And even next summer, there's going to be a bit of that. Because, again, we're hoping that these players convince their clubs to buy them on a permanent. I'm pretty sure Guendouzi is a nine million obligation. But some some outlets say obligation. Some say buy, um, buy option. Some say obligation provided certain conditions are hit. So let's just say Guendouzi with a year left, they don't take him. Let's just say Torreira with a year left, they do not take him. Let's just say at the time of coming back to this football club, that is people. Um, at the time or, or of the year, really and truly. Um, Bellerin, the same, you know. Again, we're going to have a lot to do in the summer. We're going to have to move on. Len Assuming it doesn't happen in January, you're going to have to move on. Leno, Bellerin, Torreira, Guendouzi. You know, you're going to have to bring in a keeper between now and January. Now, I said it before and I say it now. Ramsdale has shown he's probably number one now. So you need to be looking at that number two. You know, he had a bit of a mare in his last couple games. But um, that St Etienne keeper is, is something green. He's been called up to the England under-21 side. That might be, I don't think he's amazing and the jury is still out, people, for me. But he might be a keeper I would I would personally look at to be second choice purely because he's homegrown, he's growing and things like that. I'm not going to lie, though. Um, we should sign green as our number two i'm not gonna lie i would prefer to go for someone i would say 26 to 30 but i more want it to be 28 turning 30 just a steady pair of hands someone that can just be called or called upon i mean i know we've got carl hein and arthur a them and they need to go out on loan they're not levels they're not ready right now especially arthur a i know he's technically our third choice keeper if you watch the 2-2 draw against man c if you watch pre-season i'm not getting at him but he's not ready and for me if you're gonna have obviously the third choice keeper can be a young g and things like that but generally if you've got three goalkeepers, I need to have faith. If I was a manager, and he might do, but I'll just speaking for myself, I need to have faith. If a madness happens, you lot can can do something in it. I need to know my number two can step up and his levels. I need to know my number three is competent. And obviously, if a madness happens, we need to be able to react in that situation. If it can go wrong, it probably will. And that's something Arsenal need to take heed. It's amazing that sadly, until Xhaka got hurt, we was actually at a point where. Oh, the whole squad was fit, but as we know, it's naive. We can't afford to be naive. Naive to suggest we're going to win all games until the end of the season and there's not going to be a bad period. Naive to suggest, same way these guys are playing out their skin, that there's not going to be a period where Tommy Asu struggles, Ramsdale struggles, etc., etc. Naive to accept, assume that regardless of us, we're only playing once a week, that everyone can stay fit. I hope it happens, you know, because one thing I give Arteta, it looks like we've got a bit more common sense around Thomas Partey. Last season, it seemed like the minute he's medically signed off as fit, we're playing playing him and then surprise surprise we're seeing um setbacks obviously he's not initially he was playing he weren't really playing 90 yards to play midweek against Wimbledon he played you know I always I'm starting to think yeah obviously it's only Wimbledon with respect to them how much positives in hindsight did that Wimbledon game do because obviously Saka and Smithrow came off the bench grabbed one two little goals fans are buzzing got behind them um you know, did that give them a little confidence going into the week? Obviously, I've just mentioned Partey got one, two minutes. Did that get a ring rust out of him? And then you Partey played a blinder. And obviously, it's a every it was a great team performance. But I think Partey is unfortunate because obviously Ramsdale, a couple other men are taking the, the limelight. But that was up there with one of Partey's best performances. So we are learning from things from last year, but we need to learn a bit more. Ironically, <laughs> Arteta is actually playing Aubameyang through the middle as well quite frequently. So, yeah, man, it, it is what it is. 
it's learning from mistakes. So, yeah, there's a lot of things we need to be considering and manoeuvring. And, again, it's about foresight. You know Aubameyang's not going to be here forever. You know Lacazette's going. You know Leno is going. And for me, on the topic of Leno and Lacazette, Arteta always mentions them when he mentions the leaders and the senior players. You've got to improve them. Now, I actually think Ben White's a leader, you know. I know he might not be doing it, but I think he's more vocal. And I think when you're at the grounds, you see it. Ramsdale, for me, is already a leader. Tierney's a leader. I think Lokonga's got leadership qualities. I think people are starting to accept Odegaard is a certified leader now. You hear the way Tomiyasu is speaking about how he was, you know, trying to calm down his nerves. We've seen the way he leads from the front. You know, he is vocal. There are leaders and we are promoting leadership, but... I do think, you know, while I'm all I'm all for these young guys, get your experience, become leaders of the new school, all of these things, you need to replace them senior figures because a big part as to why I think we beat Spurs, when Saka and Smith-Rowe are looking left and right, the senior players are being serious and I think we need a bit of that um, as well. So I hope there's foresight of how we're going to improve this team because, again, who's to say Xhaka still might leave, you know? He still might leave come summer and say, yo, Roma... And actually, Roma, if you want to buy him, I know he's out for three months, but you see him with the performances he's putting in and you didn't want to pay an extra two million. You got It makes you think why, but it is one of them things there, man, really. And said, Awa and Jan looks like a must. He said he's not trying to bust out, innit? Ramsdale may be future captain. He could be. He could be future captain. He could be. I don't want to gas it too much because the jury's still out. It's been three games, you know? I like Ramsdale. I like what I see, but there's going to be periods where he struggles. In the same way he had doubters, it's going to happen. Look at De Gea. De Gea has been through hella struggles at United. I'm not comparing them on ability, but do you remember when he first walked in? It was tough. People were saying, yo, Alex Ferguson, you bought this guy from Spain. He's not levels. He bulked up. He, he, he patterned it. And then you know what De Gea has done in the Premier League. And then there were periods where people were saying, has he lost it, this and that. You're going to be scrutinised in every position playing for a top club, definitely as a goalie. Definitely where Arsenal's concerned because I'd say the one area generally in the last, I can't lie, probably 10 years, the one area that we've probably neglected even more than defence has been our goalie and they tie into the same. You know, we haven't taken the art of defending seriously, really and truly. We bought bare defenders. There was... Apart from now, with Saliba coming in, Gabriel and Ben White, every year kind of felt like we're signing centre-halves and we're still screaming, we need to sign a centre-half sort of thing. So there needs to be something. But back to goalie, recruitment is clearly an L. Progression and development is an L. So I do hope we've learned our lesson, the goalkeeping coaches. Someone did apparently recommend Ramsdale on top of Arteta wanted him that we can see something. That's all I ask for, you know, again, and I hope there's better there's better foresight planning, but you can only do that learning from hindsight. Give Arteta and Edu credit where due. They did say wait till the team's fit. First, these three games, they've been certified, but at the same time, the jury's still out. All that matters is come May, I need to still be able to, the same things that we've been saying in these three games, regardless of where we finish and what happens, I need to know, I need to still be saying the same things about Tomiyasu, about Ramsdale, about Partey, about Lokonga, about the whole squad, really. You know, I'm not. I, I, we're not going to win every game. We're not going to win every game. But you get it. Odegaard can be more influential than Ozil, in my opinion. I hope so. But man, need to remember what Ozil was doing and what Ozil's done. He's got a long way to go before they can be mentioned in the same bracket. But you see, with Odegaard, I'm happy for Odegaard. I'm happy. I'm happy for Odegaard. Sorry, Arteta and Edu. Credit where due. But I'm happy. I'm happy for Odegaard. I'm very happy for Odegaard because. And let me find Ian Wright. Where's Ian Wright's comments on Odegaard? I just feel, I don't know what it was with Odegaard. I know 
he didn't set the world alight in his what I call his first spell in where he was a temporary player. I know he didn't set the world alight, but for me, you could see he's a good player. He's technically good. He's everything Arsenal want. I just think the one the criticism I said, and I still maintain it, when it goes well, he looks like an Arsenal player. When it goes wrong, he looks like an Arsenal player. On the topic of when it goes wrong, I think he's standing up to be counted a bit more, if I'm honest with you. And you're seeing the leadership qualities. But in relation to the footballing, I couldn't understand it because the pressing he came with, the movement, the way he kind of... He's almost like a manager on the pitch. It's like he's micromanaging his teammates, you know. I don't think he was given a lot of credit. And I do think it's because, pause, he's not an ugly you. If he was ugly, mad scars on his face, you know swearing and foaming at the mouth with referees. Man would say this guy is good, but he mucks in defensively. Obviously, he's a bit lightweight. He can get brushed aside, but there's that. And also what I feel is, you know, with Odegaard, I think now that he's got clarity that it's an Arsenal thing right now, you know, if you want to get your move back to Madrid or be a part of the elites, you've got to do the business, but it's an Arsenal thing. You're a leader. I think that that's giving him his headspace. Same way with Lingard. Lingard went to West Ham, little bit of confidence and you're flying. I think people really underestimate the mental aspects that go in with football, really and truly. And I think with and, and obviously Odegaard's now got a manager in Arteta that believes in him. To be fair to Arteta, you're going to live or die by the sword. You know, I sat there and I said, you know, you asked for this player, you've got it. You know, he asked for Ben White, he got it. He asked for, you know, he asked for Ben White, he asked for Odegaard, he asked for Tommy Yasu, he asked for Ramsdale and justice, you know, money well spent so far, man. I don't know what you're on about, Dominic, so I'm just going to block you because I just think you're chatting shit this early in the morning. But anyways... This is, you know, Ian Wright on 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 Odegaard. He's held this performance during that that victory over Spurs. I mean, it's no coincidence. You saw how influential he was a year ago. Um, and uh, you know, the big man, Uncle Ian Wright, said it's not a case of how brilliant he can be. It's more of a case of what we know he can do. He picks up brilliant positions and he just controls the tempo of the game, constantly getting himself in the box. Um, we saw him score the free kick against Burnley, but he remains calm when he's on the ball in key positions. It's something we didn't do when he wasn't around. Trust me, we weren't able to hold on to the ball in these areas, win the ball in these areas, then have the composure from midfield from a midfielder, sorry, who doesn't give the ball away. He's very calm. He's very composed. It's, quality, it's, it's the quality now. It's more than just hoping to play the ball to Tierney. We can keep the ball in areas where we can actually hurt teams. He's the kind of midfielder that's going to be invaluable to us. Trust me. He's fact is facts. And Odegaard said, um, you know, you can see his comments there. You know, I'm not going to read them out. But yeah, he's right there, you know, for me. And I I, I don't think I'm not I don't think Odegaard's my captain, you know, but I think he is a captain if he if it makes sense. I think I'm looking at you, I'm looking at Tierney. I'm actually looking at Ramsdale already. You lot are the leaders of the new school beyond the obvious, obviously. Shout out Lakonga. I do want to see a bit more leadership skills come out of the young Saka and Smith role, but it will come in time if that makes sense. Um, it is what it is, um, really and truly. Jason, come on, grow up. Don't celebrate injuries. That's a man's health, regardless of what you, you what you like or don't like about the footballer. That's you. You know, you can never be an Arsenal fan. You know, we we cry about touch of class, and you're celebrating someone's health. This man's a father. You know, forget football for a sec. God forbid there's no problems with the man's knee because he's got a daughter, and I think he's got a son. He's you know he's 29. That's a baby. He's got to be their father for the rest of his life. You know, he's only going to be at Arsenal for a couple of years. I, I, I hope there's no issues um, with these knee problems and things. And a lot of these footballers are going to have certain problems when they're done. So, yeah, man, I think you, you're just a foul person to say that. You know, come on now, I don't wish injury on no one. It says more about you than it does about them, really. You know, absolute scumbag. But um, moving away from that, we're going to get into Xhaka's stuff in a second, man. What else are you lot saying? Would you take Talisio? Probably not on the basis of what they'll probably ask for him and the wages and that. But if we could do a little cheeky loan, why not? 
I mean, I've spoke about Cedric, um, about Fufano already. Can't lie, Saliba had a mare in that game. Lens Marseille, at least two of them goals. I think for the um, loan report's going to be out by tomorrow, people. I think for the goal, for the penalty that they conceded, it's him playing a silly pass inside. And obviously, I'm sure you must have seen the last goal. Him and his defender just switching off. He allows the striker to get a run and heads it, you know. So I think people need to calm down with the Saliba breading. He's got a lot to learn. But yeah, it is what it is, man. Hi, DG. I like the way Saka played on the right. He's really good on the right. Come on. You know the thing. He is right winger, man. I can't wait to see how Pepe reacts to having his place under threat. But is it under threat, though? Realistically, you know, it's not just him. You know, if I'm, if I'm Arteta, I'm sitting there and saying, yo, there's three positions. Well, four if you include the ten. But I'm saying, what, there's one, only one left, one right and one striker can play. And there's bare man. I believe in all of you. Make sure it's not yours to lose. Because, you know, Pepe was starting the season. He wasn't playing bad, but, you know, he ain't really had a performance. Well, I'm sure he played well against Burnley, but he didn't play like how Saka did against Spurs. You know, all of a sudden, the narrative immediately changes around Pepe and Saka. You know, man, Saka was one of, you know, oh, he needs to come out the team and all of this. And I'm not saying people are wrong. The minute he turns it on against Spurs, he's back. You know, Lacazette last season was public enemy number one. You remember when people saying he's dropping too deep? Then he went through the purple patch. Man say Aubameyang can't lead the line. He doesn't offer anything beyond scoring goals. He's not a captain. You know, this time last year, he was dropped for the North London one. Now he deserves to play. And I don't actually, I actually think he was all right in his previous two games. Just the finishing was poor. There's pressure for spaces. Everybody's time will come. I know we're not in cup competition. And I know you're not saying this. And I, 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 you're saying something different. But Arsenal fans always cry about depth. We ain't got depth. It's too easy to pick spots. And now we actually have competition for places. Man have to stand up to be counted. You know, if Saka pisses about, you've got Pepe there. You know, on the left wing, you can play Saka, Pepe. I don't agree with it, but Aubameyang can move over there. Probably missing out a couple of options. You know, Smithrow messes about with Smithrow in that left. Smithrow messes about. He's not going to get in the team. Odegaard messes about. Smithrow might come back in. You know, really and truly. And maybe if we get some more like actual pure number eights where we demand less creativity from Odegaard and Smithrow, maybe they could get dropped. You get, you get it. You know, I want, as I said before, Tini and Tomiyasu, they're going to have to do a lot to get dropped in it. So you're hoping that their motivation stays there. But I want Tavares and, you know, Maitland, Cedric, all of these guys, push them. You know, Ramsdale, he's playing well because he's he's chasing something. How is he going to react when he's held on to that shirt now? You know, when you're actually there, you know, you see him with David Seaman, you know, he probably, you know, I'm not saying this, but I'm just being a bit cynical. He might think, boy, you know, these fans, they love man now, you know. I always get behind them. They always get behind me. David Seaman gassing me up. You know, look like I've justified my price tag just based on the sentiment. You know, he might think he's arrived now, you know, really and truly. So it's how he reacts, you know. Leno might be done in January or now, but Leno might stand up to be counted. You know, how Lacazette. Right now, people aren't going to say Lacazette should play against Brighton, but he might get his opportunity. It's a long season. Just take your opportunity where it comes. Now, on the basis of that, I do think Martinelli and Lacazette actually have to be given opportunities to take them. But everybody else has had games. So, I mean, I just want him to react in a positive way. You know, get out your feelings. The manager has to pick the best team for the collective, which I would have probably not played Smith-Rowe. Either Smith-Rowe or Odegaard would have played one of the two and I would have went with a more direct winger. But as again, Smith-Rowe, done direct winger stuff, you know, he cut, he was very narrow and tucked in against Spurs, you saw him break expertly down that left, so that's your spot, you mess around against Brighton, you have to come out the team, just like if Saka and Smith-Rowe put a, 
a shaky performance in against Spurs, probably against Brighton. I don't think two would be dropped, but one of them probably needs to go. Everyone will have, I hope, in theory, everyone will have their chance to shine, man. Everyone will get their chance. You just got to take it when it when it presents itself. It's always a crime, man. It's always every. It's always when we lose. It's always the player who weren't involved. That's the messiah. When we win, it's always trouble times for the player that wasn't involved. So we'll see, man. You know, we'll see. And to be fair to you, I like it. I like to speak here and say Pepe Saka because you could go. There could be a future front three of Pepe Saka Martinelli equally. You know, I don't think Smith Rowe will stay shoehorned as a wide sort of attacking playmaker all the time. But you still got that. You know, who knows? There might be Joe Bloggs in the academy that comes up and complicates things. There might be a next Martinelli that's sourced. We might bring in a next... Uh, we might have done some scouting and found a mid-20-year-old. Because for me, I would like a striker that could play across all front three positions, primarily a forward and whatnot. But yeah. So for the attacking players, they've got to stand up to be counted. Even if... You know what I like about the attacking options now. You might, I might, you might be a, 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 a creative mid like Smith Rowe, and I might be a winger or a striker. But depending on the form or what Arteta wants to do, it all affects everything. Because if a Bamian's being shoehorned to the left, a winger's getting dropped. Probably Lacazette is coming in. Do you get if Smith Rowe is playing as a, a wide playmaker, then a winger is missing out. Do you get if we're going with two direct wingers, then a ten is missing out. Do you get so there's there's little adaptable things we can do really and truly. Just like against Burnley, somehow what. Odegaard played next to Partey, Smith-Rowe come into the side, you managed to get your balance with the two players, so it's always a crisis, there's always a headline, there's always somebody stressing, just take your chances when they come, provided they give you chances, where I feel Lacazette and Martinelli right now, they are exceptions to the rule card, it don't really seem like they can buy a game beyond cup games at this moment in time. I'm loving the talking points though, man. Interesting. Keep them coming. Please make sure you're hitting the like button. Smash the like button or unexpected high bills, people. Cronk will forever be the owner. We will not have a new owner. We will not sign better players. We will not sign in the centre mid unless you hit that like button, folks. Appreciative of those who have done such so far. Well, go on for Xhaka. We're going to get into that in a sec. Odegaard always pressing the opposition all game from first whistle and doesn't quit what's needed. Facts. But same way, I think as a team, if we're going to do this pressing thing like we did when Arteta first come, we need to have a bit more game management. Like clearly you can still press in the second half in the last 10 minutes as you did in the first. But I just feel we needed to be a bit smart. And I think against Spurs, there's lessons to learn in that regards. And I do think against Norwich and Burnley to a slightly different extent. Our new Ozil is Odegaard. Hope we can find someone like Sanchez. Them and they are hard to find. And especially nowadays, it's even harder to find because you're not getting that for a little 30, 40 million, whatever we spent on Alexis now. So who knows, really? Make sure you're hitting the like button, people. Make sure you're here for all my content later. As I keep saying, you know, we head over to Twitch for a couple of hours. From 3pm, I'll be talking more Arsenal stuff, obviously, with Budge. And then obviously, you know, we've got the we've got at Atlanta versus Young Boys from 7:20. You can see all the everything I've got every day here on Twitch, folks. So make sure you're following on Twitch, YouTube. Again, you're at I've got two streams on YouTube today. And obviously, as you lot can see, once again, just because it looks good, Juventus and Chelsea. This is what you lot voted for. So I hope to see you all there. If that makes sense. So yeah. Let's start deleting things. We can delete the Ian Wright one. Wish him a speedy recovery. Arteta needs a centre mid. 
By the time Xhaka comes back, we'll be top of the league, boy. I don't know about that. We need attackers that can make goals out of nowhere, individual brilliance. Pepe has that ability but needs refining. I'd agree with that. Feel a bit sorry for Laka. DG saw a story that Gwendozi is starting to have problems at Marseille, starting to fall out with all the players. I have as well when, you know, again, maybe this is why I think they rubbed out Gwendozi, just because the man's a, the man's a headache, bro. I just think it's because the man's a headache. Simple as that. The man is a headache. And it's just one where, as you can see, the Arsenal job is long, bro. There's so many things you've got a pattern, much less is Matteo Guendouzi behaving himself. So I don't think Arteta is necessarily right for giving up on him, but it did seem like the straw that broke the camel's back because we did hear he was someone Arteta was looking at when he first came in. You know, he was quite annoying to coaching staff as well as Edu and he acted up in Dubai. So I can understand, I don't agree with it because he should still be here, but I can understand where guys say, you know what, F off, because as great as I think he is, bro, he's not messy. You know, he's not messy. We've seen better midfielders. For me, he's going to go off and have a great career, but we've got a lot of problems as a club. We don't have to be dealing with these problems and knowing is Gwendozi going to um, behave himself. You know, he needs to calm down and mature up a bit. And he's one that's going to be, he's the enemy, you know, he's the enemy of his own progress at this moment in time. We heard it at Hertha Berlin. We heard it here. We heard it everywhere. It's like the thing that, it's the belly of the beast. The thing that makes Gwendozi great is also his Achilles heel. You know, he's actually very humble. He's very, you know, emotional in the right in the right sense but it's also negative sometimes he just comes across as a bit of a pussycat a bit of a pansy and if it was Sunday league you know when you're hearing in training he's throwing himself to the floor and the foreign players are getting pissed off you get beaten up for that you know these things you don't you rub your teammates up the wrong way really and truly and it and it and it makes Arteta you know he proves Arteta right because he played well at, at Hertha Berlin at times he played well definitely well for Arsenal he's done all right at Marseille you know but now you're not being talked about for the right reasons. People are talking about your attitude and it gives fuel to the fire of I told you so and all of these things. And I think if, you know, he's still a young man. I don't want to talk about the man, but I would have thought being a father and these things, now I'd look at things in a different light. But I think Grindosi is going to have a good career. I think he's going to get capped by France. I think he's going to play for a big club. I think he's going to have a, a top, top career. I'm not saying he's going to be the best in the world, but... I think if he carries on doing these things, I think there's going to be a day where he looks at himself and he's like, I've had a good career, but I could have been better. I look at, you know, Nasri. Nasri had a great career, but I look at Nasri. I look at Ben Arthur, I look at Adel Tarat. I look at people of that ilk. Ben Arthur, if I haven't said, people of that ilk who have had good careers and played at the top level, but it's almost like what could have been. You know, they'll always find clubs, but it's, I definitely didn't think Ben Arthur's career would have panned out that way. Even Balotelli and these sort of things as well. Um... Yeah, obviously, this is this is Google Translate. I don't think it literally means Gwendozi gets everyone drunk. But apparently, people, um, apparently, Matteo Gwendozi began to crystallise some criticism from Marseille. A few days ago, Gwendozi was the boss of the Marseille club. After Marseille's draw at Locomotive Moscow in Europa League, the 22-year-old was even considered the best rookie in the tr summer transfer window. But since mid-September, the player on loan from Arsenal has eased a bit. Um, against Lens, where they lost his entire team or almost, he went through his match during his first defeat of the season. Um, I mean, they were all poor against against Lens. Every player, probably, it's fantastic free kick from Payet though in that game. But apparently, Gwendozi showed a bad face since he got confused with Gerson after the second um, Lens goal, calmed by um, Gay Payet and Berardi. I saw that um, the the French and the Brazilian almost came to blows, according to the keep. Gwendozi asked his teammate where was he when was he was going sorry when he was going to start running 
a reapproach that did not please everyone in the Marseille dressing room, which also have more and more trouble with Gondolzi, according to this journalist. Apparently, it's not just Gerson who is fed up with Gondolzi. It does not matter. We should not interpret too much, but there are some at Marseille who have trouble with Gondolzi. And I can't lie, away from Gondolzi, I, I like difficult characters, but there's balance. You've got you've got to pick your time and a place. You're not here to make friends. You're here to win games. Gondolzi is not wrong for asking his teammate when's he going to start running. Same way people are probably drawing him out, but he's got to pick his battles. You know, there's talk of he throws his hands to the floor at training. This is how you get beaten up. Um, but it's not just Gerson who is fed up with Gondolzi. It does not matter. We should not interpret interpretate too much, interpret too much. But there are some players at Marseille who have trouble with Gondolzi. His way of working, when he always blames others for things, when he puts both knees on the ground in training to Im implore the good God because the touch is not good, it annoys. I do not blame him for this attitude. We know this is a type of temperament in Marseille, but there are foreign players who are not into it. We have a lot of trouble with that. When you have a player like that who always criticises, and I would say when you, you know, if you're going to criticise people, make sure you criticise yourself because it, we don't win, lose or draw together. As you know, if you point a finger at someone, you've got three pointing back at you. So if you're thinking about what you could have done better and then just sticking it on, man, fair play. Um, but yeah, people, it is what it is. Um, when you have guys like that who always criticises behind, you do not necessarily want to sympathise with him on the rest. After Marseille's character, Gwendozi has some, so it's good too. So yeah, man, let's hope he calms down, but... It doesn't seem like the good players like Payet and that have an issue with Matteo Guendouzi. But yeah, it seems like he's fighting his teammates already, folks. So yeah, it is what it is. And just pick your battles wisely, man. Pick your battles wisely. But that's that. Obligation to buy, we move on. Man needs to stoke, stoke his own, stoke his ego. It's easy to blame everyone else and not look at yourself. Gwendozi is a brat. Amazes me how you don't have the following that other AFC AFC fans do. I rank you very highly amongst the Arsenal content creators. You and Curtis by far the best. Appreciative of that, Fred. The game's the game, in it, but you gotta get there someday, in it. You gotta get there someday. Mo Salah weren't rated at a time, and now everybody, you know, is onto him. So hopefully, man. 300 people are watching. We should have 200 likes. We should, but you lot are shit. We're only at 174 people. What's all that about, man? Man was picking a fight with his player on the pitch and the player was having none of it. And I want to see that. You, things are going wrong. I don't mind Gwendozi and Gerson tearing each other apart in that regards. But fix up. As long as you both know that you both have a part to play. Do you know what it is? I don't think it was for the best, but it's for the best with the collective, man. We just haven't got time for what for this. If, the, if he had messy potential, then we could persist with this. But when you're a good player, you're not really a great player. We ain't got time for this. Like, we we haven't. Like, we really don't. I'm sure Arsenal could have done... Arsenal could have done... Arsenal could have done better um, in the in in the situation. Grindosi could have, but it's long. How long do you think we can sus sustain this pressing thing? I see us losing that when the form goes out and, we're, and we ain't winning. I mean, that's what happened last time because we were doing this at the start when things were going well. So I'm not too sure, man. That jacket injury could have been avoided. I mean, in terms of subbing him, yeah, but I mean, no one could account for, you know, Mora being fouled, falling into Heiberg, Heiberg falling into Xhaka and Xhaka doing his knee. I mean, it's just one cruel byproduct of football. No one could have seen that, man, at all. Really and truly. 
interesting points from everyone, though. Keep them coming. We need squad depth like Chelsea and City. Trust, man. Spot on, DG. That's That Pepe Saka debate is baffling as we need both. Signed Kessier in January. Unrelated, but DG, do you, what do you think about Arsenal having a B team? Better experience facing non-league teams and lower divisions as well as friendlies. Doesn't stop progression for youth also. I mean, I'd be for that. The quicker you can expose youth outside of their comfort zone against senior professionals, against people that, you know, the breadline for them, like they're fighting. If they don't, non-league teams, if, if we lose, then I'm not, you know, getting this contract and things. I think there's a lot. Because I think past the year playing under 18s, if you're certified, you should be playing 23s. And 23s, you should be out of your comfort zone, man. Not sure if this was fake news, but since Sanchez left the Emirates, he's kind of flopped. Would you bring him back in January to save his career? Jason, fuck his career, man. Save him for what? It's not Alexis again. Fuck Alexis, bro. If it's Alexis of, of his prime, then why not? But save him. We ain't got, we don't owe him a damn thing. Fuck all of that. When everything was on top for Alexis, he wanted to go here, there and everywhere. Tushimani could be ideal, but Monaco's going to want a pretty penny. And from you here, Chelsea are circling his peak, bro, but that would be certified. Gamares as well. I know there's going to be Basuma shouts again, but that one there, I think we have to just let it go, fans. I think we just, them ones there, we just have to accept it now. That one is gone. If you don't smash the like button, Brighton are going to do a number on us on Saturday. Bro, I've been trying to hit the like button for time. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's literally below where you're probably hearing me speak. Alexis or Jack, if you had to choose who you're taking, Jack Wilshere, he's never been a fucking cunt. Alexis was absolute twat, bro. That's why the footballing gods did Alexis dirty, man. He thought he could snake Arsenal and leave without a touch of class and things were going to pop off. Where do you think Jude Bellingham ends up in the Premier League? I think City. I think, you know, I think City could bag him. I think Liverpool could bag him. I think United could bag him for obvious reasons. And the fact that they were so close to grabbing him. Them clubs there. Really. Yeah, the subs were very slow for Marte. And that's what I mean by game management needs to improve. Second half, the players were naive and, as, and so was Mikel. Big up, DG. Love from Australia. One love to all the Australians and, and whatnot down under listening. It must not be pleasant in terms of the time over there, but I appreciate your commitment to the DG cause, man. One love for that. Um, Obviously, folks, man, in that regards, oh, I've lost my trail of thought. Somebody's said something. We could get our on the cheap next window, hopefully. Juventus versus Chelsea, boring football settings. Let's hope not. You lot voted for it, bro. I mean, United versus Villarreal is probably going to be filled, filled with drama, but you lot, you lot voted for it. What do you want me to do? But yeah, on the topic of Xhaka, let's get into Granite Xhaka's injury now. Love him or hate him, his injury puts Arsenal at a disadvantage. It puts Mikel at a disadvantage because he feels the, better, the best team is with Xhaka. It gives us a disadvantage because I don't necessarily think, you know, Xhaka is amazing, but he does have some qualities. And just in terms of midfield bodies, we are light. You know, El Nene and Partey probably going off in, in the AFCON um, in January. You with that now, and Xhaka is now injured. That leaves us with what Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, Lekonga. Forcing it and putting Odegaard back there in the pivot. I don't know if Odegaard's going to play with Lekonga in the pivot. You can also force Smith Rowe there. We're quite light. You know, we've got the young Patino there. We need to bring a midfielder in and the club must have been able to consider this. So it's going to be, it's going to put us at a disadvantage. Regardless, we needed to bring in a midfielder. But 
we're going to have to see. And for the next three months, we're going to have to cope without Granite, really. And Arteta is going to have to cope. And I feel on the best of days, the team should not be relying on Xhaka because, you know, I know Xhaka, fair, fair play, Xhaka was quality against Spurs. I mean, he was quality. But we've seen him, he's, we've won big games and Xhaka's been a part of it. The problem is for 38 games, we don't know what we're getting. And Xhaka should not be a main player for Arsenal Football Club to the level he is. When he when it's a hit, like against Spurs, fair play. But it was a miss when he when he got sent off. Credit to him for not getting sent off, for, being, for having a good game and whatnot. But it's hit and miss with Xhaka. We'll get five to ten games where the form's there and we'll get five to ten where he's shaky. I just don't think the con the pros to his game outweigh the cons to slap him in midfield. I don't think he's a higher level of midfielder enough to just to just to just build the team around him. And I actually feel we're always gonna be a disadvantage as long as we have Partey and Xhaka in the pivot. You know, it will it's it's not good enough. I believe in Partey. He looked amazing against Spurs and he looked amazing against Burnley. But I think he looked better without Granite. Xhaka's very hit and miss. It was a hit. We needed to beat Spurs. There's a lot of pressure. Are we going to do this? Are we still going to do what we need to do when 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 it's not that? But we are at a disadvantage without Granite Xhaka. But information has now come out. And it's unfortunate, once again, that the man is injured. No one wants to be injured. And at 29, you know, you're getting on a bit. These injuries start to take their toll. But for what it's worth, an update on Xhaka... Further to injuring his right knee during Sunday's match against Tottenham Hotspur, assessments and scans have confirmed that Granite Xhaka suffered a significant injury to his medial knee ligament. A specialist consultant took consultation sorry, took place in London on Tuesday evening, which has determined that Xhaka does not require surgery. That's good because he could have been out for even longer. And obviously, as I said, the man is 29. You know, he's still young. Definitely not the oldest way as a footballer, but he's a family man. He's a dad, you know. How is this knee going to affect him at 59? Do you get it? So you've got to be wary of these things. So fortunately, he doesn't have to go under the knife. Xhaka's recovery and rehab program will start immediately. And we are aiming for him to be back in action in approximately three months. You know in Xhaka that's going to be two months, but only when he returns. Um, everyone at the club will now be supporting and working hard with Granite to get him back on the pitch as soon as possible. You know, Xhaka... You're, one thing I give you, you're strong mentally, so you'll bounce back from this injury. Sadly, a part and parcel of the game. Hopefully, he's able to bounce back and just get back fit. And it leaves us um, without hardly any midfield bodies. And obviously, if you've seen the image, you know, he suffered a rupture in a ligament in his right knee. It is, it is um, Google Translate, it's meant to say he's out for six to eight weeks. Further examinations are pending, but a crucial ligament tear can be ruled out. So, yeah, it doesn't require surgery. And as you can see here, people, his legs in a brace. That's where Granite Xhaka is currently concerned. So, yeah, he will not be playing football anytime soon. And as you look and see here yesterday, folks, Granite Xhaka set to miss Anfield and Old Trafford trips as Arsenal receive injury diagnosis. So, again, as we know, we're getting into a very important period, people. And him missing that means he's going to miss a significant amount of games. As we know, his wife posted that picture yeah, and he's out, people. Um, the midfielder is therefore likely to miss as many as 10 games before he gets back up to full match fitness, I guess, include, um, again, including a string of massive away games in the Premier League before returning around the start of December. So he could be back for January against City at the Emirates. And, I'm, you know, the last time he played City, what happened there? Um, as you know, Arsenal travelled to Leicester at the end of October and then we faced Liverpool at Anfield in the first game back after the international break. Um, so, yeah, he's missing a significant time. He's missing when we're actually starting to look like a football club and sing from the same hymn sheet. Ten days, so he's going to miss Anfield, Leicester and, and a trip to Old Trafford among some other, other important games, people. So let's see what happens, people. And as you know, it's time for midfielders to stand up to be counted. You know, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, if you get a chance, take it. Lokonga, 
He Jack, I swear Jacques was out at the beginning for a different reason, but take your opportunity. Or oh, it's fact, sorry, Partey. Partey, your fit, show them something. I don't know why it hasn't said Odegaard, because it could be, it probably will be Odegaard, Partey, and Smith Rowe. But then you've got Lukonga, you know, and even with Partey, we can't play him every week. We need to man manage his workload. So I still think we, we need a midfielder. We needed a midfielder on the best of days. Um, but it is it is what it is, people. Jacques injury update out for three months. But it's clear we need a midfielder. We need a centre mid in January. We needed one anyways. We should have been looking to bring one in anyways because we're going to be light. But now, again, hopefully, I mean, are these players going to go and go off the AFCON now or are they going to stay? But again, we're going to be in problems. So we'll have to see what happens in that regards, folks. We really will. I rate Ainsley Maitland now is over El Nene. Hear that. Xhaka has his fans and haters, but he puts the club in a bad position with all the suspensions. He isn't a bad player, but Arsenal need to move on. It's sad he got injured, though. I wish Xhaka well, but all honesty, we've been wanting to see other players play. And this is the perfect opportunity for Lokonga to step in and take his chance. Ainsley Maitland-Niles is there, so is El Nene. Unpopular opinion, I'd rather Granit Xhaka than Mohamed El Nene. But the others, I hear that. In fact, I'd rather play Ainsley Maitland-Niles. But I think Xhaka's a better centre mid than him. I think Xhaka is better than El Nene. I'd prepare to take Xhaka and all his mistakes over El Nene. Um, so, yeah, man, unpopular opinion. But, yeah, I think for me, primarily, with these options like this, I'm playing Odegaard in the eight, regardless of what happened against Spurs. I'm playing him next to Partey. But actual pure centre mids, I think I'm only... I think only Partey and Lokonga stand the chance of playing more football than Granite Xhaka if I was the gaffer, really. Is Renato Sanchez still available? DG, I suppose so, because he ain't moved. I don't know. Xhaka's highs are higher than El Nene's, but El Nene won't be getting sent off for giving away pens away so much. I mean, I think Xhaka, yeah, obviously I'll agree with that, but El Nene makes enough mistakes as well. And I can't lie, I think I think one thing I'll give, I prefer with Xhaka over El Nene, I'm not calling El Nene a coward, but he is quite cowardly with how he plays. Basuma is a must. Not necessarily Basuma, but yeah. I would love to see Gravin Beck. And I mean, that's why I watched Ajax versus Besiktas. He's got a lot of refinement to do, but lovely runs in behind. Um, I don't think he's ready to play significantly as a, as a, as a midfield, deeper lying midfielder because I just don't see him doing it too tough at Ajax. He runs forward a lot. But I hear that, man. I don't think that's unpopular. Xhaka is better than El Nene, in my opinion, as well. I mean, clearly, like, I hear you. You know, I don't even know who's going to, who would you say is more consistent because I feel Xhaka will drop you 10 games. Xhaka will drop you a healthy amount of sixes slash maybe sevens and then he's going to drop in them threes and fours and them red cards and all those things. And I think out of 10 games, El Nene might give you fives, a lot of fours, underwhelming fives. He might give you that occasional eight, nine, like Old Trafford away last season where he's he's everywhere. But yeah, man, I don't want to see El Nene starting either because again, you know, El Nene's not here for the significant term. Now, if we need to do it, we need to do it, but he's not here long-term. Treat the man as a squad player. I'm taking it one match at a time. And for Brighton, game, I'd rather play Lokonga anyways. It's interesting to see to see, we would not see Xhaka in the starting lineup for three months, but hope his recovery will be smooth regardless. Facts. Chambers is not ideal, but he had a centre mid, centre defensive mid stint at Fulham. Yeah, he did, and you're right. And that is an avenue to, cons to consider. And also, you've got Ben White, who he could do a job there. 
you know, or you could swap swap to a three at the back and do a little thing around that and get around it with Chambers slotting in. But yeah, man, I would rather just bring someone in, man. This Xhaka injury will be good for the long term. If things work, we can move him on next summer and we'll have a huge hole. We know we can rock him. We can rock with him through his contract. I don't know if we're ever gonna move away from him. We can bring back Terrera from loan. I don't think that one's gonna happen, but I hear it. I hear it. DG, we've never surrounded Xhaka with the quality he needs. Come on now, mate. You don't believe that. And is Xhaka a player you should be building your team around? Arguably, you could say, yeah, because since he's coming, all the gaffers have played him. But you could say no, because I'm not blaming him for their failures, but there's got to be a reason why, you know, nothing, we've still not quite kicked on. I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. I think Xhaka is, you know, right now he's got runners, you know, he's got runners at fullback, runners in, in, in behind him. He's got a partner in terms of Partey. I don't really feel that's, I don't feel that's, I don't feel that's true, Martin. Respect your opinion, but I think that's bullshit, man. Only Partey is better than Xhaka, let's be honest. I think Lokonga is better at what he does than Xhaka is better at what he does, if that makes sense. But Xhaka probably plays ahead of him. I think Xhaka is between second and third in our midfield. I don't want to jinx it, but we are one Partey injury away from a major crisis. Boy, it's peak. Guimarães for 30 mil, Basuma for 40. Guimarães, he's a bit different to what we already have. And we've got Partey and Lokonga. As much as I want Basuma, do I want to see a midfield three of Partey, Lokonga and Basuma? Unless we're shutting out a game, that's shit. Brighton aren't selling Basuma, especially after the start to this season. They'll probably It's probably a next summer thing. He's, he won't have too long left on his deal. If you put ridiculously mu ridiculous money down in Jan, then maybe it happens. To be fair, Arteta has his players now and hopefully we can... We can and hopefully we can kick on and push for top six. I hope so, but it's only been three games. I need to know what you look, because as you look, know, it's a difficult October. It's a difficult November. It's a difficult end of the year. It's a difficult start to the year. I'm not expecting to win every game, but there needs to be a base level of performance. Now, you messed up in the first three games of the season. The last three games have been calm. Go and put, go, mean at start as you mean to go on. Again, win, lose or draw. I need to see a base level of performance. Bad days happen. We're going to have the occasional days where we were just poor, clangers happened and whatnot, but keep them to a minimum, which as an Arsenal fan, you can't say they were being kept to a minimal too tough. So, yeah, it is what it is, man. What else he looks in? The Congo going to get a baptism of fire. Let's go, make or break. I think he's ready for it, man. The, sa the scaffolding is going up, fact. How gutted are you for Xhaka's injury? I mean, I'm gutted for him as a person because, bro, your legs in a brace, fam. Like you got a kid, you got kids, you can't really play with them. You know, you're not you're not in the healthiest position. I'm gutted because everyone was fit at Arsenal now, and Arteta seemed to find a bit of balance, and it complicated things because I feel the week before, for me, Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Partey, you should have messed it up, and that's what I was saying in relation to Spurs. Xhaka's come in and complicated things based on the Spurs game. So there was good problems. And I don't necessarily rate Xhaka to the highest of levels, but Arteta does and he plays him. So my manager needs him. He's not there. Um, so, yeah, man. And obviously, like I said, from a health point of view, but it is what it is. We're going to just need to get on. Injuries are part and, par part and parcel of the season. So we can't bitch about it. It has to, it, it, you know, 
have to get on. I have to get on with it. You know, R regardless, you lot in the summer looked at this squad and you have to consider the worst case scenario. You need to consider if this guy gets injured, what can we do? Injuries are part and parcel of it. That's one thing I think was very naive about about Mikel Arteta last season. He seemed to just blame things that were not were not hazardous. Like for me, he was almost behaving like a chef that cut his finger. You're a chef, you're going to cut your finger. That's an occupational hazard. But if you didn't want to cut your finger, you should have focused a bit. So we're just going to have to get on with it because on the best of days, you should have been bringing in a midfielder. So let's hope Jacker can recover. But let's see what happens, man. Also, people, 2 p.m., I mean, 3 p.m., I'm going live on Twitch where we'll be continuing the Arsenal the Arsenal talk. As I keep telling you lot, make sure you're subscribed on Twitch, people, and make sure you're following, setting your reminders on Twitch and pre in the schedule, folks. As you lot can see, bunch of content here for you lot, people. 3 p.m. and 5.20 p.m. We 100% need to not get carried away. We need to find that consistency and to get today forward is a is a perfect opportunity. Stay focused and capitalise this moment and hope you're well, DG. Loss from Camden. Bring up the Camden ones. Appreciative of you. El Nene needs to go before Xhaka. Oh, yeah, his contract's running down. We are always like this. We don't want him on the starting 11. And as soon as he gets injured, we all missed him. Seriously, this guy has thrown armbands, bro. He should have been out a long time ago. I don't think anyone misses Jack. I just think everyone can concede, regardless what you think about him. We are weaker without him in, I wouldn't say in our starting lineup, but without the option of our squad, we are. You know, the games are coming thick and fast and we're playing a dangerous game. We're hoping no one else gets injured, which as an Arsenal fan, approaching October slash November, boy... Boy, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know, I really don't know what we're on in that regard. So we'll have to, we'll have to see, really. We'll have to see. I wouldn't say anyone misses him though. Would you consider going in for Van der Beek? I mean, if the deal could be done, why not? But United are not going to do it. In my opinion. Aziz has gone on loan. Paterno's a young man. You're betting a lot. And to be honest with you, he's probably not going to be thrown in at the deep end. He'd probably just be a body. And I don't think that gives that makes us stronger at this moment in time to do what we need to do. So while I would argue Paterno needs to be involved and he probably would be involved, we need experience. We need to bring in a midfielder. Smash the like button, you free blazers. Hey, hey, hey. Bit harsh, you're onto them, but I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. We're at 244. We must can get 300 likes, people. What's all that about? What's all that about? Come on, man. Fix up, folks. I don't think it's that. I don't. I know Arsenal and United have dealt with each other recently, but I just don't think we're grabbing him still. Sanchez, Arsenal, Rotonda, now allow me, man. Appreciate that, BG. My guy. Xhaka is such an intriguing player. When we have him, we feel like we can do without him. And when he's out, we know that we're a bit weaker without him. I wouldn't say, I don't think we're weaker without him, but sometimes you do see the little good things he brings to the table. DG, do you think Gareth will call up Smith Rowe? Nah, I don't think he's going to get called up yet because you got to remember, yeah, he needs to, he's hardly set the world in that. Yeah, he's done good since he's come into the first team, but, you know, there was a time where Southgate take, for me, Southgate takes long to call up people, you know. It did take a minute to call up Foden. It did take a minute to call up Grealish. It did take a minute to call up Greenwood. You know, Bellingham as well. 
You know, man didn't even want to call up Jamal Musiala. Man are talking about play for England's under-21s and Germany out there saying, we'll make you a big, big player. So I think there's a laxed approach, a real laxed approach to calling people up. Like I said, would I like Smith Rowe to get called up? Of course, I think he, I, I don't know if he deserves it, but I think he'd, he, he'd be nice for a minute. But do I feel it's a thing where his form makes it un, un you know, uncontested? You have to call him up? Nah, there needs to be a lot more, a lot more. Yeah, bro, Hakimi. He done him dirty. I mean, I'd love Calvin Phillips, but that's going to cost a pretty penny. I think a lot of mobile users don't realise they have to close the live chat to see the like button. Wade, I hope someone has said, has, has just heard me repeat what you've said and gone, oh, oh my God. Smash the like button if you haven't done that already. But um, yeah, man, you man are right. Speaking of that, people, there's one I saw in I saw a comment, couple comments on Lakonga or from Lakonga people. People say Patano is too young, but if you're old enough, you're good enough. I think you mean if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. Iniesta, Fabregas, Xavi all came into the first team as teenagers. Look at Bellingham as well. Um, I hear you and you're right on that, but you're I'm not saying Patino isn't talented, but it's not the best of cases looking at people like that. You could throw Pedri into that. Do I think Patino would take his chance? Yes. But do I think he's ready to start in the midfield? Like we just said, instead of Xhaka, I think you lot are living a fantasy, an absolute fantasy, and it's not healthy. So give the man time. Just bring a midfielder in. Let the man become what you bring in a midfielder. You let Patino be a body. You let him get moment. Um, you let him get into the team. So I don't. I don't think I hear you, Daniel. But I don't think that's applicable in this really. But fair play. Um, I went to try to show you this. What's going on here? Why is my screen not sharing with you, lot? Lakonga. Speaking of centre mids, apparently player explains Arteta and Edu chat. Um. Um. Edu and Edu and Ed, Arteta and Edu transfer chat. Legendary Gunners, too good to refuse people. Um, so, yeah, people, as you look, can see Sambi Lakonga's had things to say. I just thought, I haven't read it, so I thought I'd read it with you. Like, he said, pardon me, on his move, he said, I took, a, I took a while talking with the coach and the sports director, Edu, and it gradually became obvious to me they were the ones who really gave me comfort in choosing this club. After that, they don't have a lot of merit. It's easy to be convincing when you work for Arsenal. Without joking, this is a legendary club. Of course, there is the reality of the moment, but there's also the weight of history behind it. They told me they wanted to, to form a good team to return to Europe from next season and more generally to start again after a complicated season. I immediately wanted to participate in rebuilding of this club because for me, even in a crisis, Arsenal remains Arsenal. God damn, he was cutting onions. Um, moving on, he said, I immediately understood the fans' unconditional love. For me, it was above all. Do you know that I am more approached on the streets in London than I was in Brussels? Here I am asked for autographs, selfies. London is much more of a footballing city than Brussels. And London's a definitely a good place when you're a young man like yourself with money, bro. So do your thing, Lakonga, man. I love to hear that. Love to hear that. I mean, there wasn't much in that, but there you have it, folks. Newcastle fan here, you reckon Willett could have played a role in this Arsenal team? Arteta would have, surely would have kept him if so, or was it the money needed? I mean, I, I you'd have to speak to a, a finance man, but we needed Pease. You know, we sold him, was able to bring in Ben White, was able to bring in Odegaard. You know, it looks like money well spent. You know, we sold we sold Joe Willett, slap a couple bob on that. You get Martin Odegaard. Obviously, my guy, shout out to you with the Nobby Solano DP. Obviously, with the injuries. 
Joe Willett's chance could have been here, but I don't know, man. I, don't, I think with Joe, you're not going to see him. You're not, he wasn't probably seen as nothing more than a squad a squad player. I don't think with Xhaka, you're getting ahead of him. We did bring in Lokonga. You don't deserve to play ahead of Partey, in my opinion. Um, obviously, Odegaard even played in the eight. You've got Smith Rowe. So I would have loved Joe to stay, but it's probably one of them where right now it looks like we might have should have kept him. But even that, you know. He hasn't set the world alight since going back to Newcastle. Now, when he does inevitably, inevitably start scoring, the question is going to say, come and say, oh, what's going on? And me personally, I think he's scoring against us when we play you like the Emirates. And this is it, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's too good to keep if he's not getting game time. But if I'm Willock, which he probably did, push the ball out. Once you get a drug of playing Premier League football week in, week out, and whatever man say about Steve Bruce, your manager is starting you week in, week out. It is different. You can't go back to sitting on the bench playing occasionally and all those sort of things. So, yeah, man. If we don't have the right environment to bring in Patino right now, it's a myth. Man, need to chill and relax. Guy, he's still 17. Big up, DG, for many in. Hey, come on. Local lads. I'd be worried if Len, if I was Leno, as Hansi Flick was at the Emirates and probably hoping to see him play. I mean... You know, when you speak of German coaches and German, when it comes to Germans, they're very effective and they do their research and due diligence. So he must have known Ramsdale's the number one. You're not getting a look in. What is the profile of the player that would work best? If we want party to hold, surely players like Phillips or Basuma wouldn't work that system. I just think he needs someone that's going to do that. Does what Xhaka does, really, but to a better standard. And then I think you see it. You know, it's a yin and yang thing. Part A can pass the ball forward and you're seeing it, but you're in the team to be box-to-box, breakdown, playing things. Same way that creative man that plays next to him, your job is to really pass the ball forward a bit more, but it doesn't mean that you haven't got a muck in. DG, have you watched Bellerin this season? Where is he? He's, in, he's at Batista. I'm not watching him on a regular basis. I see him getting assist the other, other week for, for, for Kier. That was about it, man. DG, what striker do you think we should sign to replace Lacazette? I like what Osimhen's doing. Kareem Adinyemi for me, though. But that one day is probably not happening. Do you think we're better or worse without Xhaka? I mean, where do you want to go on? Do you want to go on the fact that we beat Burnley? Or do you want to go on the fact that we went to United with, with El Nene and Xhaka in a pivot? Or do you want to talk about the North London derby? Personally, I think this team, the very fact that that's a question tells me that we're not at the level we should because... Xhaka is meaty. Like, I don't think he's as bad as people make out, but there's too much talk of being important. There's just been too much talk on a player that isn't that good, really and truly. Like, he's not bad at all. People move like he's some dickhead. He's not. He's a ball that he can play. But he should never be one of the first names on the team sheet for Arsenal Football Club because what he brings to the table is not levels. He, I see what he tries to do, but it's limited, extremely limited. But I'd say with, with every player being fit, we're definitely better. So if that's what you're asking me, we yeah. have fit then yeah man we're doing our thing what else have i got to speak about let's clip that should we go over what arteta said about this the fans and all those sort of things people because i didn't actually i like to read arteta's press conference with you i didn't do that but we might as well do that press conference sorry folks let me share the screen timestamp there bish bash bosh obviously 3 p.m any other arsenal questions that you get Please make sure you're holding some for Twitch because I got you, folks. So, yeah. DG, we're two injuries away from finishing fifth, boy. Arsenal need a controller centre mid like Gundogan, Jorginho. Ah, yeah. And I'd also say we want... Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone that wants to dictate the tempo. For me, I hear you with the Jorginho one. 
but we need a Kovacic for me. So, like for me, someone that can do that stuff, someone that's good under pressure, and someone that can carry a ball. Like I don't think we have enough ball. I know Odegaard does it here and there, Smith Rowe can. I don't think we do, man. Where is this? Where is this? Where is this about Leno? Where is? Where did you find that? There was no clear reason why I was out, but it had nothing to do with my performance. He, Arteta is the trainer. He decides, of course, it decides, of course, it's difficult for me. Where is that? Where did you find that? Let me know where you found that and if there's any others. Leno speaks on losing... First team spot. Someone throw, someone throw up a link. Someone throw up a link on that. That's right. Shout out to Leno. This guy's a skep, bro. This is this is you see. This is why I man don't rate Leno, bro. You're not on this. You're not committed to this thing, man. That this is why I wanted you to be dropped. I can't blame you for what you're saying. You're not wrong. You're not wrong in what you're saying. But this is a pussy old thing, man. You're not. You're not serious, man. You're lucky, like. This guy is lucky. Sorry, people. We need to find these comments. I can only see two of his comments here. You know, I can only see two of his comments. Where's sport? Sports blind Leno, bro. This 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 guy always, bro. Man, this. Do you know what Leno's problem is? Man reeks of entitlement, bro. Like this is what I mean by again. Leno is not from this country. Leno is not bought. Leno is not an Arsenal fan. He has everything. He's allowed to want to move. He's allowed to want to try new experiences. I do think fans got onto him, but it just seems like. I don't know. For girls, it must be like he's that he's that fella that for for the galley listening to do it to describe this, it must be that fella that thinks he's the shit and he's clapped. And for the man them listening, it's that girl who she thinks she's Beyonce, but she's boy, she she's looking like she's looking she's looking dead. She's looking she's looking like Gabrielle and that like it's tired, like this. And I think the club has reiterated that like, gives him this guy a false sense of security. He thinks he's he always thinks like he's doing this club a favor. And I've said it, you know, him. I actually feel differently, but Xhaka, Bellerin, all of these guys who are in positions they shouldn't have been, whether we win, lose or draw, they're considering their futures or thinking, I can do better than this. Now, I don't blame them, but Leno, come on, where's the self-awareness, bro? He's allowed to flirt with a move. He's been flirting with moves, bro. You know me, I always try and draw for them for them, them, them documents where Leno was like, yeah, I swear we saw it the other day when he was like, oh, where Leno was like, oh, I want to try another league and all of these sort of things. I've been here for a couple of years. Leno's always chatting. Go to Inter Milan. Go back to Germany. Go to... Well, I think you can play Champions League, but I want man that are committed to this thing. This guy is... This guy's not 30, man. Always thinks that you got your old satin, man. Just arrogance. Maybe you could learn from Ramsdale. But anyways, Leno has admitted that he may look to move away, um, look for a move away from the club. Now, allegedly, Inter Milan are not interested, but you're again seeing Inter. Now, he's going to be linked with a lot of clubs. If we can get a decent fee for the guy in Jan, then I'm all for it. But again, we're going to need to bring in a number two. Um, rolling all the way down, people. There was no clear reason why I was out, but it had nothing to do with my performance. He is the trainer. He decides, of course, it's difficult for me. I'm not going to disagree with that, you know. Fair play. The manager's allowed to pick. And I actually, you know, the one thing that I'm not angry about, you're allowed to be upset. I want players to be upset if they're not playing, you know, and you should. And I said it before. I actually feel when he was dropped, I mean, it's difficult to say if you've conceded five goals in it, but I didn't feel he deserved to be dropped based off the Man City game. I actually feel he's one of the only players that was all right. But this is the manager's job. Um, 
Apparently Inter Milan are interested, but they're also linked with Onana. He said, London is very nice. Milan is not bad either and closer to my home in Stuttgart. And I am not seriously thinking about that yet. I feel comfortable at Arsenal and in London. Only if nothing changes in my situation by winter, would I have to think about things? What option do I have? How can I continue? But I'm concentrating on my work in training. I can't commit to anything else at the moment. And we knew this was going to be a thing. You know, we spoke about it. We spoke about it before, you know, really and truly. How we saw Hansi Flick at the Emirates. We know they probably had a conversation. He's going into the World Cup again. Arguably, I don't think you're playing ahead of Newer, but there's never... it's. You might get ahead, you know, you play, Leno, you might you might be able to get newer dropped, really, and be second choice going into this tournament. I don't think so. You need to be playing. Hansi Flick might have said, you know what, Psh, you're my guy, but if you're not playing, there's Joe Bloggs that's playing here and here. You know, I can't blame him. He's, boy, he's, he's, he's what, in his late 20s. He's not from England. He's got a wife. Footballing career is short. You're not playing. I understand if you want to go and try something else. I can't blame you for, I know I sounded a bit mad, but what you're saying is nothing, there's nothing there, nothing that mad here, you know? Yeah, I, I, I won't lie. You're allowed to, to try and change your situation, but you've been dropped for three games and already, already you're doing the spoiled kid thing. And I think Arteta created this monster because, again, you know, we should have, you should have, you know, you should have been a thing of the past when Martinez was here. You know, if you want to be Arsenal's number one, like Martinez had and like Leno, like Ramsdale was doing, catch the ball, distribute with with clarity, open your mouth, just perform. Ramsdale shut his mouth and waited. And to be fair to you, I think there's more to the situation than we know. I think Leno wanted to leave in the summer, um, you know, and it's been made abundantly clear he's not going to sign a new deal. So sort out your stuff then. What are you doing, man? Obviously, you've got to Stegen as well. Again, I can't forget him. Carl Hine is now my number two. I'm not going to cap. Leno's my number one and uh, number two, sorry, until further notice. I'm not going to cap, but because I still think it, such is life. Something might happen to Ramsdale and you do your thing. But apparently, Inter are not, Fabrizio Romano is saying, Inter are not considering Leno as an option. He's not even on the list. So, I mean, things can happen, but it doesn't matter how nice it is. He can keep whoring himself out to Milan. They don't want to take you, innit? Really and truly. And you're 29. I can't blame you. You know, you're 29. I don't think you want to spend your significant periods at Arsenal, especially when it's a rebuild. I know you're a keeper and you're young, but even in three years, where are you going to be? Saka, Smith, Rowe, Ramsdale. Well, Ramsdale's going to be 26. He's going to be my age now. He's going to be a baby. They're still going to be babies in footballing terms. I understand it if you want to try things else elsewhere. It just seems like anytime there's a guy in the team, he starts this bullshit up, though, people. I can't lie. This guy's, he's soft, man. He's not real. He's not a tug, man. He's not. He's not like you think you, you you're spoiled. I can't lie. You think you're you, you think things are you think things are given to you. You don't want to earn it. You think, oh, I'm Leno. I've been here. I've played for for Germany and I've done this and I've done that. I'm somebody. Get out of here, man. You even saw apparently Juventus wanted him. Bro, if you can get a Champions League club, which I think you can, go do your thing. Go and do your thing. I want to try. Sorry new league because I remember there was a comment he's like I've been here for a couple of times now it's and I, I used to bring it up in every live stream and now the one time I'm, I'm calling on it I can't find it you should be disappointed if you're not starting man I don't blame you you've got a, you know you've got a family you know go and try something else I can't even find it people but this man's always talking about losing and I mean wanting to leave and all these things everyone's got an ego man Bro, Leno, I'm not going to say he doesn't play for the team, but he just seems like a spoiled pussy. Oh, like, you, like, I'm leaving then because I'm on the bench. I'm leaving, bro. Shut up, man. Earn your spot back. If you want to leave in the summer or January, do your thing. 
Arsenal, I'm on to you lot because you lot should have considered this. The man wanted to leave in the summer, should have let him go. All right, cool. Maybe there was no offers. Whatever happened in it, you need to know. All right, cool. I've got a list of A, B and C targets to be our number twos. There's Joe Bloggs here. There's Sam Smith there. There's this, there's that, the other. So if this guy wants to bust out, do your thing. Like you said, show, show, show man your number one. Because when Martinez did it, he was doing, he was doing this soft chatting as well. Ramsdale's only played three games, bro. He's played three games. Out of all of them, what's the real 30 games, Spurs? Other than that, you've been that. Ramsdale played his position. But again, there's going to be a time Ramsdale, Ramsdale is struggling and things. Play your position. This is why I don't like, this is why I said for me, Ramsdale should have been the number one sooner because your commitment's not here. Get out of here, man. Pussy or you. And again, don't get it get it twisted. He's allowed to open his mouth and say these things. He's not wrong, but he's just the minute he's not playing, just seem like a pussy old man. Have some humility, man. I don't know what's gasting. Must be the high FIFA ratings he used to get without actually deserving them. Seems like a bread that plays for himself. Is it Adinyemi watch along business today? No, that's not at 5.45, is it? So I'm going to be watching Atalanta Young Boys. Or we could switch it up if it is. If Salzburg is at 5, we could switch it up or watch both. So yeah, man. You can try it, thing. What's this? One sec. Um, the hell up, man. Try send for me in group chat. I don't think we can afford that. Niemi looks like we have to break the bank like Europe. I mean, they're saying 20 million euros, man. I did. I already spoke about the Gwendozi thing, my broski. Already spoke about that. Who will win, Manuel Villarreal? Hopefully, Emre can do the thing. Deluded. I see you're doing a watch along for the Chelsea game. Yep, 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 yep. Make sure you're all there, folks. Set the reminders. If you can't be there, do me a favor and hit the like button. I used to rate Leno high, and now I rate Ramsdale more because of Prem. I rate Leno. I rate Leno, you know. I rate Leno. I think Leno's a good keeper, but if you think you can do better here, I'm tired of it. Pardon my language. Like, I'm tired of shit, man. He's not shit, but I'm tired of shit, man, thinking like they're doing man favours. Like, bro, if you were Donnarumma or whoever's the top goalies in the world, I still wouldn't hear it, but I say, all right, cool. Like, Oh, who are you, bro? Like, are you even top five in the Prem to be chatting like this? And it's like, when I hear him chat, Xhaka chat, like when Xhaka was chatting about his future, Bellerin chat, I'm not vexed with them talking, they're allowed to, but it's like, what sort of dynamic and environment have we made to think these men are owed a favour? Or we, we, they're doing us a favour? Because that's one thing that's annoyed me about this club, even with Xhaka going to Roma, allegedly, Bellerin going to Betis, and obviously Leno now, you never really get the vibe. Bar the obvious, you know, Ozu off the top of my head, Gwendozi, even players that aren't good enough or whatnot. You don't get, when they do leave, you don't get the vibe that we're trying to move them on. It's like they've had enough now. Like, obviously, means to an end, certain men are gone. But I never get the vibe we try and move people on. And that's something that really pains my soul because, as I said, 
shit guys start thinking that they're good. Like it, it's jarring people. It jars me. It jars me a lot. It pains my soul. I can't sit here and, and cap to you lot, man. It jars me, man. Chelsea Juventus watch along business. Martin Petrov. DG, I'm committed to your stream. That's why I'm here. Martin, I appreciate that, man. You're a real guy. God bless you and your family and loved ones. And everyone else checked in as well. Definitely everybody who's hit the like button, man. Make sure you set your reminders. If you can't be there, please make sure you hit the like button. Every like drives up engagement, folks. It's one of them. When Leno was asked about if he was worried about Martinez, Leno said, no, the club told me I'm number one. I'll always, be, will always be number one and it won't change. Well, things have changed now. Leno's probably top 10 goalie in the Prem. But, bro, you can't be talking wassy, bro. Edison, Allison, Casper, Mendy, De Gea, even Ramsdale now. <laughs> Leno might not even be 10. I think he bags 10th. Just about 10th, but dead, man. I don't think Leno's been bad for us. Sometimes I think Leno... I do think Leno last season was quite bad. But generally, I think Leno's at times been unfortunate. I don't think he's ever been levels. And like I was saying at the start, our problem has been our recruitment for goalies. But goalies ain't really improving. And only time will tell with Ramsdale if he stagnates and whatnot, you know. Um, I do think Leno is a decent keeper. I don't think... I think his shot stopping is his best, but I've always said it. I think it's overrated because, yeah, you might shot stop a great, a glorious chance, but you're palming it into a striker to tap it in. One thing I don't like about him, he appears quite silent and he, and I just feel that his eccentricness, it doesn't, it doesn't give a calming influence. And I don't think he's humble. Like Martinez and Ramsdale, they'll play with their feet, but they know they're goalies. Like they don't try several things. I'm, I'm Leno, if you ask him if you want to play in a back three, could go there. At times, I think Leno's been done dirty. I think he's been a good goalie on large part. I think we brought in a decent goalie who we didn't improve his weaknesses and he just was never quite levels. And I don't think he's got the leadership qualities to thrive, man, in, in England anyways, bro. you gotta got to be shouting at man and all these things, man. I don't think he's a, a nuisance enough. But regardless, leave. Now, obviously, folks, I keep saying it. I do want to, obviously, I, I want to see what Arteta has said in the press conference in relation to us beating Spurs people. And it's here now. I can get it up. You could, well, scrolling all the way down. On the win, it's one of the nicest things I've experienced in this stadium to win it, to win in the way what that we did and to feel that connection with the team and the supporters made it really special. On the fans, he said, this is an Arsenal team that have won a game today and the manager saw a lot of things that is related to and I am proud of the way we played and I'm even more proud of the way we were able to give something back to the fans because they are really stuck behind the team. Pardon me. On the players, it's a good example for senior players showing big leadership and standing up for the team. And like Oba scoring the goal and then two academy players, they've been raised and developed within our system. They've come here in a big derby and worked for the team and scored two goals. Amen. On the young players, they're able to trust me to get that feeling because they've been raised and educated, really experiencing those feelings and being in the stadium as a supporter of the club. A lot of people that we have in our organisation have a real sense of what the derby means. And I think they'll be proud of what they've seen. On the atmosphere, certainly. I think I think when we didn't have it, we missed it. It's impossible to attract people and connect with what we're trying to do if we don't have fans. We don't have our supporters here. It's such a different thing when you sense that they believe and that they are willing to support and we want to entertain them and play in a way that they can be proud of. And that's what happens. At the same time, that's why I think we are all enjoying and that we're really happy with what we've seen. On Aubameyang's influence, he says, I am really happy with the performance today and the performance against Burnley and with what Aubameyang is doing. He's getting criticised and we're 
asking him to do more. He stood by it and he put his head down and he's working tremendously hard for the team. And now I can tell you that he's really given. On not giving Tottenham's chances, I'm not going to boil up with that. We, they were shit. We did our thing. On how fickle football can be, this is the beauty of this game and the danger of this game as well, that things change so quickly at both ends and you always have to be alert and try to seek improvement, do better, which I believe we still can. On whether today is the day we, the project went bang. Well, certainly, I think we all agree that we saw a team that convinced from the beginning with good energy and high rhythm, with a lot of quality, great cohesion and great understanding of what we wanted to do with and without the ball. That's facts. Can we start as we mean to go on in that regard? Then, then we were super efficient. That is something we have been lacking in the final third, the right pass, the shot, the shot to hit the target more. And I think we did that really well in the first half. On Xhaka returning to the side and unfortunately he's injured. Obviously, we had to think about it. We had different options to play against them. We believe that the way they set up and what we wanted to do in the game was the right call to make. I understand a lot of people say you won the last two games, why change it? But we did it with the intention that it was the right thing to do to start the game and change it. Unfortunately, he got injured. I'm pretty worried because it doesn't look very positive at the moment. And as you lot saw with that injury, he's now out for three months on how close the performance was to his vision and how he's changed things. What we did is try to explain to them what happened. In the first three games, we missed 9, 10, 11 players that we could not select. They were out and the ones that we had issues as well because they had COVID. They had injuries and we played the two best teams in the world. Fair play, Chelsea Chelsea and, and City. Let's be a bit respectful to Brentford because they beat us and they were better than us. And they're also champions in their own merit. They won that we played three champions. We had the Champions League, we had the Premier League and we had the playoff champions. You know, they. We've, I don't think Arteta meant anything with it. But yeah, I think even that game, you know, we, we needed our key players there. We, we had injuries, we had COVID and ultimately certain players looked out of their depth. So we had to accept that we were bottom of the table and that it was best to accept the real, reality and to go back to certain things we have to do better, believe in what we do, stick together. And we were lucky because we had our, our people with us in a difficult moment, moment, which in football is very rare to find. Then things started to get better. Um, he said to the fans, thank you for creating this incredible environment with the energy they had towards the team and enjoy tonight. Boy. There you have it, people. And I think, yeah, man, that was about three days too late, but I covered it. And I mean, I can't add anything onto that. But yeah, let's go back to, I see you lot are still on the Leno thing. Leno is better than De Gea? Nah, nah, nah. De Gea is better than him still. Pickford or Leno? Leno? I don't rate Pickford. I think, I think, I like Raya. Raya. I think Leno and him's neck and neck. I think Leno's better than Sanchez. Probably better than Raya. I think he's better than the Bradka as well. The other names is calm. Layman or Seaman? Well, after Layman's comments and them racist texts and things, David Seaman. It's true. People gassing up Ramsdale. Let's see how he does for the next few months. Henri and Ek doing a great public publicity stunt. Only time will tell. And next year is going to be crucial to see if there will be a bidding war between Ek, Qatari family and Dangote. I, I mean, the Qatari family have said they're not on it. Dangote seems to be capping, so it seems like him or nothing, man. People are fickle, quick to forget how Leno saved up from relegation two years in a row not so long ago. I don't think Leno saved us himself, but I do think people move like Leno is a terrible keeper. Millier is better than Leno. He's good, but he's got a lot of faculties, fickle elements of his game, or faculties, as I was about to say. Yeah, he's out for three months in, in Xhaka, in case you've missed it. 
It's a mad one in that regards, people. 308 likes. Keep running that up if you haven't ran that up already, man. What else is there? Neto from Barca is back up. Nah, man. He's going to want to come on decent wages and he's like 32. Let's leave it, man. Just get going. If you're going to do that, at least find an English player, man, like so they can just help us with the with the homegrown stuff and whatnot, man. Is where it is, man. Crazy. Not too much rare Arsenal is concerned, people. The Amazon documentary will be lit for this episode. Trust. I'm tired of Xhaka fans getting annoyed when people say he's being overrated. You have to understand it doesn't mean he's bad. He's just not that level people are making him out to be. Xhaka is underappreciated for what he applied, uh, uh, for what he provides, in my opinion. Ah, I think you're both right. I think, you know, there's people that move that Xhaka doesn't have any qualities and there's people that make out that he's some misunderstood midfield genius and neither are right. It's somewhere in the middle. I think elements of his game are underappreciated, but I don't think, yeah, man, I don't think he's underappreciated for what he specifically provides. I think people can see, you know, you try to receive off the centre-halves, you do protect Tierney or let Tierney bomb forward. You know, you was doing that on the right-hand side as well. You do try and get on the ball and pray cross-field passes, but then you've got the mistakes. The You know, it didn't happen so much against Spurs, but slows down the play. You never know what Granite Xhaka you're going to get as well. So, yeah, man. One of them ones. Doesn't it let me scroll up? Don't know why it's not letting me scroll up, but fair play. So it is what it is. No sound. I think that might be a you problem. Does Leno even have a domestic title? He's not going to get that at Arsenal. But, I mean, that's not a, that's not necessarily the way to judge someone. Suarez, you know, do you know how many strikers are, are better than Suarez by that token? Sanchez right now is too early, but I'm sticking with my guy Ramsdale. X should be trying to build a consortium with all the billionaire Arsenal fans and going like a mob. I think you're dream chasing. A friend of mine lives in Rwanda and he said Dangote is legit, but the powers that be are kind of boxing him out of going for it. So again, fuck him then. Like you're boxed out. Man that are boxed in, come by the club. I, listen, everyone's got a sub story. I don't care what's going on with Dangote. You know, as long as nothing mad's happened, deal with what you need to deal with. Come by the club. If not, keep it moving. Being a keeper in a title winning side carries weight, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're a better player. I think De Gea is a better keeper, but I mean, you know, the fact that trophies, it's a, it's a team game. I think trophies only become relevant when it's a debate around the player that you're supporting, really and truly. Carries a lot of weight. De Gea is, it's not even about titles. De Gea is better than Leno. But generally, winning a title does not mean you're better than another player. I thought that was common sense. It's 50-50 with Xhaka. Cronkays are not selling, so you're right. When is the FM stream being uploaded? Missed it twice. Stop missing it then. Um, 2 p.m. today, actually. Half an hour or something. Bro, yeah, trust me. Mustafi's got a, a, a World Cup medal, bro. Like, come on. We could start the dumb thing. DG, you've seen the proposition of playing Premier League games abroad. I mean, they tried to do that in like, oh, wait, but what would they sit here and tell you? Protecting the game for the fans. Don't let Super League. I told you, like, it's the belly of the same beast. They were getting onto Super League. They're doing it. It's not the same thing. But why are they moving it around? They'll tell you the game needs to be global. And they're right. But they're, they're going to do that. And watch when they have Champions League in New York or something like that. They don't give a fuck about fans. You know, these people don't care, bro. 
Oh, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. More money spilling. Madness. Only for preseason games for now. I mean, that's calm. Do up the preseason. Why not, man? Other than that, it's a bit brazy. I can't lie, people. But yeah, obviously, tomorrow later today, people, I'm back online at three at three p.m. That's gonna be on Twitch. Make sure you've set your reminders. More Arsenal chat. Obviously, live from five twenty on Twitch once again. It's Atalanta versus Young Boys. Um, and then obviously 8 p.m. Well, seven better yet, 7:40, Juventus versus Chelsea, people. So I hope to see all of you lot here, people. I think it's lunchtime for me. I'm gonna go get a bite to eat and then I'm gonna catch you lot on the rebound, folks. So yeah, man. It is what it is. I'm at a North London derby in Brazil. Trust me, Lucas Moore is back garden or something. That like, is mad absolutely mad but on that note i'm gonna love and leave you lot people i've been here for an hour and 44 minutes i don't want to ramble on anymore so yeah take care stay blessed catch you for the rest of the content and i'm out